David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz fall to the Boston Celtics tonight by the final score of 122 to 114. And I, I, I don't mean this like I'm not trying to be critical about the Jazz at all, but I, I do think that like Boston just showed us what a championship caliber team is. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being totally honest, I think they slept walk through the game. Like they came off a monster win last night. They had plane trouble. They didn't get home last night. They went. They got to the plane. The pilot was sick. They couldn't find another pilot. They went back to the hotel. They slept till about whatever nine. Got getting there at one. They flew in today. They arrived at two. And then, like the Jazz played with them for twelve minutes. Then they hit the Jazz kind of in the second, and then they played for like five hard minutes in the third and crushed the Jazz, and then just cruised. Like, and and if you go back to the Stockton Malone Jazz here, we used to just do this all the time. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. and I, so this is not me being critical of the Jazz in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I think tonight was super interesting in a ton of ways if you want to talk about the Jazz in regards to, like, development and learning about our players and who they are and what pieces work for the future. Like, tonight to me is way more interesting than the San Antonio game. Good teams can do those things. Good teams, uh, you know, there's there's times when, you know, all of those things that happened to them the night, uh, last night, you know, they're, they're tired and they just can't get it done. And But if, if when and, and the team that you're playing is it's much better than the Jazz. and and But t- the Jazz are not as good as this Boston Celtics team. And so you know, they can sit a couple of guys. And, and you can just, yeah, maybe they did, if you want to put it that way, sleepwalk through it. But coasted. Know, the, How about yeah, coasted, yeah. a better word? Like sleepwalking makes it look like they didn't put out effort. They yeah. tried. Like the game got chippy and it got bothersome and all sorts of stuff like that. But they wasn't worried. It wasn't worried right, at all. Right, they coasted. There. Like, there yeah. was, like, this was a no-stress win for them. Yeah. This was a Glendale golf round for them instead of a <laughs> instead of a, a, a promontory die course. Or My friend's going to be a little upset with you picking on Glendale. I'm not picking on Glendale. Oh. It's got its value. Yeah, it does. Um, but we used <laughs> to always talk about that from the other way around. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, but here's why I think this is actually more interesting to me. When you're trying to, if you're a jazz fan and you're looking at Simone Fontecchio and trying to figure out, like, okay, does he, what's his role in the future? What is the role of Ta- Taylor Horton Tucker in the future? How far does Ochai Abaji need to go? What does Walker Kessler bring? Like, is who these guys are, I want to evaluate that against a Boston Celtic team that has, like, thir- 11 guys on their roster that are bona fide NBA players rather than... The San Antonio Spurs, who quite honestly, the team we played the other night may have one or two guys that are going to be in the NBA rotation next year. Yeah. Like, to me, this is a much better test in, if I'm Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck, on, like, wh- who are these guys? Where's their skill set? What do they bring to the table? So you're, so you're saying you're looking at these players like Abaji and, and Tucker and Simone, those kind of thing, guys are, are – and and – are, could they are they going to be stars in this league? I mean, are they just going to be rotation players, support players? I mean, where is their level of play? And then you put them up against a team like the, the Boston Celtics, and you get a pretty good read on where they are at this point as far as the talent is right. concerned. And, wh- and what they have to learn. Yeah. The other one I think that I hope, and I don't know if any of our Jazz players actually need to watch this. Maybe Lowry need to watch this tonight. I thought what we saw at Jason Tatum tonight was kind of awesome. So the Jazz are doubling him every single time. He's coming off a 41-point performance. He took 18 shots in 40 
He scored 41, I think it was. We double teamed him the other night. He took 12 shots against us. It was the fewest shots he's taken in any game. I don't think he scored in the second half either. Right. Did not score in the second half. The Jazz stunned the Celtics a bit. Tatum comes out tonight and intermixed the perfect level of involving his teammates. He pulled, John Stockton the double. He pulled the double back out, retreated, made him further away, made it four on three in the middle of the court, got his teammates a million good looks. Also aggressively, like, went fast to beat the double team a bunch of time. And by the time the night was over, he had 39 points. 17 attempts at the shooting like, ball. He didn't force the game, didn't, like, overreact to the double team. In fact, did the opposite. Like, generally made the right play almost all night long and yet just kind of understood as a superstar, I'm going to be out here for 36 minutes, and over the course of the night, I'll get mine instead of, being bothered by it or misreacting. I thought that was pretty awesome by Jason Tatum tonight. Yeah. Very good basketball game. You can see why he's considered to be one of the MVPs. I mean, I heard guys putting him in the MVP race the other day, strictly because of the way he's been playing here the second half of, uh, of the season. Uh, you mentioned 36 minutes. 36 minutes after playing last night in a ball game. A that, that was, yeah, that, that's quite a bit. But uh, he, he got it done. The double team allowed... Derek White to take 15 shots. He went 6 of 15. Marcus Smart goes 5 of 16. Malcolm Brogdon killed us. Those are the guys. Jalen Brown went 5. Those are the guys the Jazz want to take shots. I mean, I think when we look at the end of the night, I'm going to guess the Jazz had a fairly decent defensive night. They did for most of the game. The Jazz had the Celtics at a 106 offensive rating through the first half, and they finished with a 113 offensive rating. So the Jazz defensive strategy was actually really good tonight. I think that you, you look at the Jazz. If, if you're the Jazz, you look at tonight, you're just like, we had a good defensive night. This roster just doesn't have enough firepower offensively to beat a top-five defensive team, even if they didn't have Al Horford and Robert Williams. And, and Tatum ends up with 39 points. He ends up with taking 17 shots. And looking at my book here, I don't see it other than this that Brodman may have had. He had six points there in the fourth quarter. Otherwise, it was all Jason Tatum. Yeah, those stre- that stretch of the three threes where yeah. I think it was Brogdon hit two or three. We just, we, I don't know why we kept going under the pick on Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Um, those, and that was in the third quarter. That was the, that was the killer. That yeah. was the killer stretch of the game. Yeah. They took the, the double-figure lead at that point. Jazz led by four at one point. Jazz stayed tight for much of the night, but it was it was a tough night for the Jazz. They ended up shooting 48% from the field, 31% from three. Though the offense for the Jazz, which by the end of the night looks good, is a little misleading. The offensive rating was a 101 through three quarters. Um, and frankly, the game was pretty much over. The Celtics were not going to blow a 15-point lead tonight. 93-78, they led going into the fourth quarter. So the game was really over through three quarters. And so when you look at that, you see, hey, that offense, the Jazz offensive rating was a 101. That's, you're not, you can't win a game in the NBA with an offensive rating of a 101. Really, Jazz just offensively limited against a team of this caliber defensively. Yeah, absolutely. The Boston Celtics now would get a chance to rest. You know, they, after playing a back-to-back to, well, the big ball game was last night. Uh, they don't play again to the fourth, and they get the Philadelphia Seven Sixers. Yeah. That's a big one. We'll see interesting things going on. The East actually is settling out a little bit here. Be That'll be a hell of a playoff series between the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, likely in the second round, unless Boston somehow grabs the first round. Though there are some people out there who believe that you do not want Cleveland, though Cleveland and New York 
four or five matchup, New York beat Cleveland tonight, that you really don't want Cleveland in the playoffs. They are a good defensive team, and they have two of the best off-the-bounce shooting guards in the NBA. But that's not a team you want to play in the playoffs more than Philadelphia, according to some people I've talked to. I like to agree with that, and they talk about how great of a defensive team they are, and I'd have to look at their numbers, or maybe you can you, you know the numbers already, but I just don't see their defense, how good, how good it is in, in the games that I've watched. I think it's number one in the NBA right now. That's exactly what, what, you know, what I'm hearing, but sometimes I just don't see it. I generally trust your eyes, too. Yeah. Uh, the number one defense in the NBA is the Cleveland Cavaliers, followed by Memphis, Milwaukee, and Boston. Chicago's fifth, interestingly enough, by mm. the way, just a side note. All right, uh, any stalwarts, any highlights from the Jazz tonight you're going to highlight that we head toward our two stars? I did, uh, did, You know what I like? The feistiness of Chris Dunn. He got kicked out of the ball game. He did not back down. Was that a charge that he that was being trying to get taken on him, or did he just decide, I'm just going to go through it? Uh, when he got his technical, yes. he threw an elbow to hit Marcus Smart in the yeah. head on purpose. All right. I mean, I, I like I like his toughness. Uh, ex- excuse we'll me, give I, him that. I of course said accidentally. <laughs> I think there were a lot of elbows being thrown that were semi intended. Um, all right, so there's one star. You got a second one. I mean, Walker had 20 and 10 again. That's, 10 of 13 yeah, I was shooting. going to get to Walker. Yeah, I think Walker would be the other one for sure. You know, and it didn't seem like he was on the floor for 34 minutes, but he was. Lacey thinks we should give a star, star to the player I can't see in the corner. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Which was Jason Tatum, by the way. <laughs> or we should give a star to the fact that Jazz didn't take a free throw for the first 30 minutes of this game tonight. That is crazy. Remarkable. And then all of a sudden they minutes. end up getting to the free throw no line free 14 throws. times. Ten of them by Taylor Tucker. They tried to equalize it the best they could. All right, that was it. That is postcast from Boston. We may have seen the best team in the NBA tonight. We'll see. Thank you very much for tuning in. Don't forget, afternoon game on. Well, that's a 3.30 game. That's not really afternoon. Well,